If I was a gambler, boy, tell you what I'd do. I'd give it up and work on a building, too. Working on a building. Working on a building. Working on a building for my lord. For my lord, yeah. That's right. It's a solo episode. Yosef couldn't make it. The guy's home. Clearing out breadcrumbs for the lord. That's right. You got Passover coming up, and so, you know, what'd it take? One week? The guy showed up one week. Ate some cookies with me in a car, and then and he's already flaking. So, you know what? That's it. I'm, I'm opening up the, the co-host gig. If you're out there, and you can jam out to music like this... It's like my fifth time in a row listening to this song, everybody. Oh, come on. How good is that jam right there? Working on a building... Yeah, I don't have much planned for this week, so we're just gonna get we're gonna get super weird, you know? I got no co-host. I didn't eat too many good cookies to talk about this week. There wasn't much in the news. Had a whole bunch of sales though, so that's kinda why I'm in a good mood. Dude, you wanna talk about drugs in life? You go on a sales streak? Oh my that like that rivals anything. That gets the juices going. And then you could just stay in your room all day and listen to music just like this. You know, really just get in the zone. Um so alright, well, I think it's time to start the podcast. The nice thing about Yosef not being here is we can get right into the news. I mean, there's no reason to waste time on talking about anything else. We can just grind right into it, get the thing started, talk about the important elements, and let's get back into the song. He's working on a building. Alright, it's enough of that nonsense music. Let's start the podcast. It's going to be a short episode, so buckle up. Pay attention. You, you don't want to miss any of this. It, 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 it's precise. It's short because every single thing I say is of immense value. And if you miss it, you're going to be... I, I don't know what the hell I'm saying. Okay, first news story I wanted to bring up is King Jun-un. He was out in China. I guess they're trying to make some uh, preparations for denuclearizing you know, North Korea. And so as China banned all mention of King Jong Un on the internet during his secretive visit, people on the internet dodged the ban by calling him fatty on the train, which that's a great way to promote peace. Like, hey, squirrel face is here. He's ready to talk about giving up his bomb. Asian squirrel face guy right in the other room. I also love that they called him fatty on the train because that works in places like North Korea. You did that in America. You'd be like, uh, you mean everyone, the whole train, everybody here? All right, next is you had the uh, school shooting protest. People are out. They're pissed off. They're out there. They're protesting. And uh, they had some pretty aggressive signs. Signs that included things like, our schools are not cemeteries. Put a silencer on a gun, but not on our voices. Some real, you know, they're, they're getting sappy. They're getting out there. So as the professional protester, I have an idea for how the NRA can disrupt these protests, which I think we could pay some kids to show up with some really ridiculous signs. Like, imagine you're sitting there, you're watching the news, and you see some kid just walk across the screen with a sign that says, My genitals are not to be tampered with. What kind of a rally is this? Guns don't kill people. Dirty immigrants with diseases kill people. Or end violence by re-desegregating the schools. You know, just, we gotta get some moles in there. The, the, the mole, the moles for America. I, I gotta, that'd be so much fun to actually convince, like, the Koch brothers or some of these wealthy people to 
give me some money for disruptive protests or to, to disrupt protests or to put on obnoxious protests. Maybe we could take professional protests to the next level. Uh, if you got any ideas or want to get on board with that campaign, robsnewsroom at gmail.com. Next, Trump. You know, he's got all this uh, nonsense going on with tariffs and trying to get, renegotiate trade deals, this, that, and the next. So this past week, Mitch, Mr. Trump has said he wants Beijing to come up with a plan to slash the U.S. $375 billion merchandise, merchandise trade deficit with China by $100 billion. And I would love it if China's like, you know, we'll sell you, we'll sell you $100 billion left stuff. No problem. We're, we're team players here. And you got to love, like, you know, basically Trump's perspective of our people, they love buying your stuff. These cheap materials, they're a big help. But in order to make our people's lives better, I'm not going to let them buy stuff from you at the prices you want to sell it. That's not what our people voted for. You see the stupidity in this? Speaking of which, now he's going after Amazon, and I don't see him winning that one either. Like, his next campaign is going to be like, we need to get rid of the Mexicans and no more deliveries from Amazon. We're going to build a wall and keep Amazon deliveries out. They're crazy. You just ordered it. It shows up. We got to stop it. No more. I mean, who doesn't like Amazon? What polling did he do that told him that if he goes after Amazon, people are going to get on board? I love Amazon. Use it all the time. If you got a problem with Amazon, I don't want you listening to this podcast anymore. I officially kick you off. I don't even if you even if you sit down and listen to it, I don't acknowledge you as a listener. All right, not not currently sponsored by Amazon, but we'll take your money. Next up is John Bolton. So, first thing I want to say about that guy is he does not look like he's as evil as he is. He almost looks like if you were shopping an old-timey shopkeeper, like a little small town, runs an ice cream shop, kid comes in, he's like, oh, little Timmy's here, you're gonna have your usual chocolate shake with the cookie on the side, or like a, like a shoe shop, I could also see him running a shoe shop, people come in, he's measuring feet, really, uh, you know, putting the shoe on, no hard sales, w- women know, they can just go in, try on like the latest in the high heels, have a nice little conversation, and uh, cheat on their husband, I don't know where I'm going with that one either, okay. But here's how you get a job with Trump. You got to be on TV, you got to say some evil shit, and then Trump sits there and goes, this guy would be so good for ratings. That's who I need in my administration. If he can keep saying evil shit like that. So I like this. Um, apparently when Mattis and John Bolton, um, they were both coming into the White House together, they never met, and one of them looked to the other and said, and I wanted to meet you, and then they both chuckled these really evil laughs of, ah, we're both the evil people, you know? And then uh, they reported it was unusual start for two men who are strangers to each other. Like when they first showed up, it was an unusual start, but experts believe um, they're probably going to get along because they both really want to bomb something. So good chances that Bolton and Mattis are going to, you know, they're going to figure things out amongst themselves, be fast friends. All right, here was another headline that I liked. Veteran skeptical that doctor who said Trump could live to be 200 is qualified to run the VA. And I think what they don't realize is this doctor was speaking in Trump hyperbole, and he was really just trying to tell Trump that he's got like a week left to live. Now, I'm not going to lie. I might have told that joke before on the podcast. Like, I read that article yesterday, and then I wrote the joke, and then I was looking at it when I was looking over this, and I was like, did we tell that before? Um, So if I did, I apologize. Short episode, repeat jokes. You know, I guess I didn't do my homework. (laughs) All right. Next is they're increasing military spending in a big way. 
So first he got, you know, people like Bolden are coming into the White House. They want to go to war with everybody. And now the newest um, increase, I guess, in the, the budget and the, and, the, and the ceiling and all that stuff that they don't hold themselves to at all. So might as well not exist. But the bill would lift military spending by $80 billion this year and domestic programs by $63 billion, a decision lauded by defense hawks. And here to me is the stupidity of defense spending. If our goal is to be cooperative with other countries, have free trade, and for us to get along, I don't think it's easy to turn to China like, hey, we're your friends, and then, but we're going to invest in like nine new nuclear submarines that are going to be, you know, around your country at all times. Like, we don't want more. We would never want more. All we want to do is get along with you guys and have free trade, but we're going to invest in this new satellite thing that's going to point down at your country, and it's going to have these really cool laser things that can really, you know, uh, basically create the damage of a nuclear warhead without any of the nuclear fallout so that we can continue to exist and not have to worry about gusts of wind pulling radiation over to the U.S. But we're friends. We're cool. We're not, we're not trying. See what I'm saying? It's like, it, to me... If we're looking to be cooperative, you got to set the table in being cooperative. You got to make investments in like joint relationships, things that will benefit both countries. If you show up and you're investing in the military, that doesn't suggest to the other people, hey, we're on your side here. Hey, we want to work with you. To me, that's like, let's say you had a date with some chick and you really like this. It's a first date. You, you've been working for months to try and get this person's, like you were creepy about it. You scoped this chick out. She worked at a local coffee shop and you kept showing up like, you know, and, and you didn't even go inside. You just looked, you were doing some real creepy shit. And then finally you figured out where she was going to hang out with her friends. I don't know if any, if this, don't do this. <laughs> this is not a good way. <laughs> Let's take a step back in this fictional scenario and just say, uh, a friend of yours set you up with a lady that you were interested in. And this is your chance to make a good impression. This is a first date with a person who you think you could have a great future with. And to me, military spending is like if you showed up to that first date with your divorce lawyer <laughs> and you said to the lady, like, listen, I'm sorry, I'm really looking forward to establishing a relationship with you. I think we're going to have a long future. I could even see us getting married. But in terms of this first date, I'm going to need you to pay for it because I already spent all my money on this divorce lawyer. But, you know, I'm just looking for me and you to get along. That's all I want to get out of this. See the stupidity of that? Now they're uh, doing all this NATO stuff. They're saying, hey, we're at the mo- our, our tensions with Russia are the most that they've been in years, which isn't much of a qualification of, I guess, what are like, is there a Russia-US relationship chart, it's like the pain scale chart, and now we're at the big frowny face or something? We're at the worst relationship in years, like relative to when? When else did we have this kind of turmoil? How do you qualify the current turmoil? Or are you just pretending like there's some... Ten- I'm not tense about Russia. I- I'm totally cool with Russia. Um, so basically they're saying we need NATO to be more ready. We need to move more troops in there. We got to have these guys ready to go. And here was a quote from the Wall Street Journal. The idea is to get a readiness mindset, to identify forces where readiness needs to be enhanced, but spread that amongst the nations. And when you're walking around to your troops that are standing on the border and going, I need you guys to be 100% alert all the time. They could be attacking any minute. I need to make sure that every one of you guys is ready. That's how someone ends up getting shot, like trying to get a morning newspaper. That's how you have that moment like uh, in Casino when the cops shoot the guy and they they found out he was just trying to reach for his meatball sub. That's how those things happen when you keep telling people, hey, you got to be careful. You got to be ready. got to be ready. Be on high alert. Drink that coffee. Take that Adderall. I don't want you sleeping on this border shift. The people on the other side who are just out there living their lives, those are your enemies. See what I'm saying? If we 
actually want peace and we actually want cooperation with these people standing around yelling about how much we have to fear them and how much we have to invest in defense spending i don't think that's ever going to get us there um all right that's all that i have for for the news for this week i wasn't lying it is a short episode but that means that we can call attention to this last topic which might be the most important issue that we've ever discussed on the podcast and something that i'm going to need some serious listener participation for i don't ask for much i ask for you guys to send me the occasional weird item in the mail i ask for you to email me at robsnewsroom at gmail.com maybe follow me on twitter robbie the fire to show up to yosef feldstein's home address which is and tell him quit searching for Humate's products and get your ass on the pod on the podcast. This thing desperately needs its co-host back. Otherwise, we're going to have more 11 minute and 50 second stuttery episodes. Anyways, let's get to the important issue at hand, which is not today, but in the near future, I'm going to be hashtagging me too, Louis J. Gomez. Because this past weekend, I was on the road, and let me tell you, Louis J. Gomez, he's got a uh, more more uh, um, physically imposing. Much larger than me, scary looking face, shaved head, in comedy. The man's ahead of me at work. He's literally my boss. And this past weekend, we're out on the road. I'm lying in bed. I'm asleep. And he wakes me up and he takes out his penis and he goes, Dave Smith is asleep. If you want to suck it, you can totally go for it. It won't be gay. No one will ever know. <laughs> and I. I was in a lying down position. I couldn't even defend myself if I wanted to. Truthfully, I think the only reason why Louis J. Gomez didn't rape my mouth is because Dave Smith was in the room. I'm afraid to be alone with this man anymore. I'm afraid to show up to work. I'm afraid to continue my career in comedy, to perhaps even go out on the road with this guy again. I mean, the, the status he has above me and to expose his horrible, horrible looking penis to me while I'm asleep, that is not a sight you want to see, but at least you should be woken up for, maybe purchased a meal, a movie ticket, warmed up, you know, but just to be woken up to, hey, here's my dick, why don't you go ahead and suck it? I mean, not only is that behavior completely out of line, offensive, and something that shouldn't be tolerated amongst comedians or the comedian community, it's something that's now in my, 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 that's why I'm bringing up on the podcast. I don't usually talk my personal life on the podcast, but this was so horrifying. I need to share it with you guys. So I just want to let you know that in the near future, I'm going to hashtag me to Lewis because people need to know this horrible, disgusting thing that he did to me that might impact my comedy career. And now if you're wondering, well, why don't you hashtag me to Lewis tomorrow? And the answer is he's not famous enough. So we got to, we got to wait on this a little bit. If we're going to advance my career, we, you know, we need him to achieve a higher level of fame and we need me to start undergoing my transition into being a lady. I think that once I'm a lady and that Lewis is more famous, um, it's going to create more opportunities for me to further my career. So in the near future, just be on the lookout that when I hashtag me to Lewis J. Gomez for his horrible, inappropriate road behavior of it, not only exposing himself to me, but um, asking me to do this horrific act of putting my mouth on his disgusting penis in a way that made me feel threatened and uncomfortable not just in that moment, but like, it, uh, I'm horrified. We're just going to call it an episode.